I'm Nikki de Guzman. Here are the latest COVID-19 pandemic updates making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. The Philippines adds 738 patients to its COVID-19 tally, putting the total infection in the country at 34,803. Of the new cases, 75% are considered fresh cases or those that were detected over the past three days. Metro Manila accounts for the most number of new cases with almost 300. Region 7 follows, recording almost 200 new infections. 12 new deaths and 249 new recoveries were also reported. The Philippine Health Department is confident the government will be able to test 1 million Filipinos for COVID-19 by the end of July. But Health Undersecretary Maria Rosario Vergere shied away from calling it mass testing, saying it will only cover 1% of the Philippine population. Vergere adds testing will be prioritized in high-risk regions. We are seeing no, na maa-attain natin itong 1 million na ito pagdating po ng end of July because as of now, we already have about 600,000 plus na natitest na po sa buong Pilipinas mula noong nag-umpisa tayo mag-test. Verhere also warned against traditional medical practices such as tuob for treating COVID-19. She says there is still no known cure for the coronavirus and tuob can only increase the chances of transmitting the disease. Police Lieutenant General Guillermo Elazar, head of the Joint Task Force Coronavirus Shield, went around Cebu City to assess the local government's response to the pandemic. Let's get more details. We have on the line ABS-CBN correspondent Annie Perez. Hi, Annie. What can you tell us? That's right, Nikki. Police Lieutenant General Guillermo Elazar conducted some assessment in the city of Cebu today, Saturday. You can remember that the city has been placed under the strictest ECQ after a surge of cases was noted. Cebu City has more than 4,000 COVID-19 cases and more than 2,000 of these cases are active cases. Eliazar said that they have to defend the first line. The first line of defense is containment and they said that they have to implement that by making sure that all the ECQ protocols are in place. Elbazar done some aerial survey and foot inspection to the quarantine checkpoints, and he said that the city now looks like a ghost town, attributing it to the effect of the increased police force. Yesterday, more than 100 special action force commandos arrived in Cebu to help implement ECQ protocols. They already went into small sitios and small streets to make sure that everyone stays at home, except for those persons identified as exemptions by the authorities. Additional medical personnel from the military will also be augmented into the city as it was confirmed by General Robert Ankan, the commander of the Central Command. Doctors also from Western Visayas will arrive on June 30 to help augment private hospitals who have been claiming that they have already been reaching the capacity of their critical care, maximum critical care capacity. As of now, quarantine passes in the city have already, already been printed and been given out to barangays. The city said that only one pass, one household is allowed. It has a unique QR code, which is the basis of the schedule when they are all authorized to go out. And that's the latest from Cebu, Nikki. All right. Thanks for that update, Annie Perez. The National Capital Region and Central Visayas now considered ground zeros for the COVID-19 pandemic in the Philippines. But as Warren de Guzman tells us, the two regions are on divergent courses in their fight against the disease. He crunches down the numbers in this edition of Dissecting Data. 
Most of the new COVID-19 cases being found daily in the Philippines are now centered in two regions, the National Capital Region, Pandemic Ground Zero in the country, and Region 7, or Central Visayas, which includes Cebu City. But data suggests the two regions are on divergent paths, with the NCR showing signs of improvement and Region 7 headed in the opposite direction. Understanding the numbers will be key for decision-makers as there are many claims circulating to downplay COVID-19 test results. Senator Sonny Angara is one advocate for more testing, tracing and data use. He is concerned the numbers are rising. Let's take a look. First off, individuals tested. NCR is shown in blue, while Region 7 is shown in orange. It is easy to see from the graphs that testing in labs in NCR is already at a very advanced stage compared to Region 7. More testing provides more accurate information for the monitoring of COVID-19 cases. In this chart, NCR and Region 7 are again represented by blue and orange. The data here was tagged using the location of labs processing the results. While we barely saw any orange in the daily testing chart, here orange figures prominently. This means, despite less testing in central Visayas, more individuals are testing positive for COVID-19 there. That said, the line graphs representing the seven-day moving average of NCR in blue and Region 7 in orange bear another difference. Positive cases in the capital are on a steep uptrend over the last week. Region 7 positive cases are on a slight downtrend in the same time frame. The positivity rate of both regions measures how many individuals test positive relative to total individuals tested. This again shows us that despite more tests being conducted in the NCR, less COVID-19 positive patients are being discovered there compared to Central Visayas. In this chart, the blue positivity rate is well below 10% in June. Region 7's orange positivity rate has risen to 30%. The World Health Organization says a positivity rate of 5% maintained over two weeks would be a clear indicator of a slowdown in the disease's spread. There is also data available on COVID-19 critical care capacity in NCR and Central Visayas. Look at intensive care unit bed occupancy. NCR is shown in dark blue. Region 7 is shown by orange. For portions in the chart, Central Visayas has a higher occupancy rate at above 50% meaning there are more COVID-19 patients in ICU beds than there are vacancies. NCR's occupancy rate is below 50%, which means NCR healthcare facilities are better equipped to handle more COVID-19 patients if the need arises, which shows us the number of ventilators being used versus the number of machines available. NCR in light blue is very low, below 30%. Region 7 in yellow has spikes above 50% meaning there are times when patients outnumber available ventilators. As for hotspots in Region 7, there is data to differentiate critical care capacity in the province of Cebu as a whole and Cebu City on its own. ICU bed occupancy in Cebu, shown in dark green, is high and above 50%. ICU bed occupancy in Cebu City, shown in dark red, higher. Both areas have more COVID-19 patients than vacant ICU beds. Ventilator utilization in Cebu, shown in light green, is higher than 50%, and it spikes above that threshold several times in June. Ventilator use in Cebu City, shown in pink, mirrors that behavior. This means both areas have more COVID-19 patients than available ventilators, and these are signs more such machines are needed. Why is understanding these data crucial? Both NCR and Region 7 are significant to the national economy. NCR is the economic capital of the Philippines with a nearly 14 million strong population. 
Region 7 is home to Cebu City, which is a key economic hub as well, and it has a sizable, albeit smaller, population at about 8 million. The numbers tell us the two are having different levels of success in the fight to contain COVID, but neither can claim to have beat the disease. Until they do, we cannot expect these two engines of the Philippine economy to generate activity or growth. For Dissecting Data, I'm Warren de Guzman. Most Metro Manila mayors inclined to keep the national capital region under general community quarantine, with the authority to put specific areas with critical COVID-19 infection under a lockdown. That's according to Edwin Olivares, chairman of the Metro Manila Mayor's Council. Olivares adds some mayors are also considering allowing traditional jeepneys to start plying specific areas. Mm -hmm. Kung wala po talaga nga umiikot na mga yung pong ating tinatawag na public utility buses, pati yung ating mga, yung ating mga modern jeep, mm -hmm. kailangan-kailangan po rin po natin na mag-operate rin po ang jeep, yung pong traditional, pero kailangan lang po sundin yung health protocol na pa-implement po sa kanila. Kasi hirap na hirap na rin po ang ating mga empleyado na makapasok mm -hmm. sa kanilang trabaho. Kung man po yung magiging, uh, magiging recommendation ng ating AATF, ang ating pong mga LGU in Metro Manila ay aming pong patutupad. Pero sa aming pananaw po, lalo na po sa aming syudad, siguro mas maganda manatili muna ang GCQ itong susunod na July, agan July 16. The council is set to send its formal recommendation to the COVID-19 Interagency Task Force before June 30, when current quarantine measures in the region expire. Almost a thousand UV Express units will be allowed to ply to and from Metro Manila and nearby provinces beginning Monday, June 29th. Land Transportation Franchising and Regulatory Board Chairman Martin Delgra said the initial 980 units will be allowed to operate in 47 routes. Operations shall be terminal to terminal and drivers are advised to strictly observe prescribed safety protocols. Delgra also says they will not be allowed to traverse EDSA and Commonwealth Avenue. Delgra adds, additional modern and traditional jeepneys may be deployed later depending on passenger demand. UV Express is the latest form of public transport allowed to resume operations in Metro Manila amid the gradual reopening of the economy. Jeepney groups held a peaceful protest in Quezon City while observing social distancing, calling on the government to allow them to resume operations. Bianca Dava with the details. UP drivers from various groups staged a peaceful protest inside the UP Diliman campus in Quezon City on Saturday to call for the resumption of traditional jeepney operations. Holding placards while enforcing physical distancing, UP drivers said they should be allowed to operate again under the general community quarantine as their industry also contributes to the economy. Because quarantine measures barred most public transport since March, drivers of traditional jeepneys have been reeling from a lack of income as the return remains uncertain. Some drivers told ABS-CBN News it is a challenge to make both ends meet for their families with each day they are unable to operate. Drivers said they support the government's jeepney modernization program. But modernization comes with a hefty price, they added, the cost of which the drivers are unable to shoulder. Various groups such as the Act Teachers Portalist, Kapataan Portalist, and College Editors Guild of the Philippines also joined and supported the fight of jeepney drivers for their livelihood and their rights to resume operations. Pulong Kabataan and Bayan also gave relief packs to more than 100 jeepney drivers. 
And those were the latest. I'm Nikki de Guzman. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.